What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Alarm DFS NFL podcast. I'm Howard Bender. Uh, with me tonight, it's usually John and Pemba, but no, we got the associate managing editor over here at FantasyAlarm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, James Grande. What's up, babyface? Nothing much. Uh, happy Friday, Howard. I know we're recording on a Friday night. Happy Friday. We made it to the week. Just kidding. Uh, full, full full weekend of content here. Week three uh, started off with the, the maybe the best game of the week on Thursday. Uh, I don't know how any game this weekend is going to top it. I don't really know how this weekend is going <laughs> to top it either. There's listen, there's there's a boatload of stuff that we're going to have to like kind of run through yeah. here. Not just, you know, from a, from a, I mean, listen, obviously from a DFS standpoint, we're going to talk players. We're going to talk price. Um, but there are a lot of injuries going on as well. And that's going to hopefully with some of these injuries is going to hopefully reveal a little bit of value. That's something that we didn't have in week two very much of. Um, so hopefully we kind of, we kind of get that, uh, this week here. Um, I, I say, let's just jump right in. How about you? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's start off, uh, at the quarterback position here. Obviously the payups, Kyler Murray going up against the Jaguars, Mahomes against the Chargers. Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, if anybody listened to uh, the the recent episode of Anti Up, you and I were on there again. Uh, a lot of comments there about Lamar Jackson's hip and his mud butt, and we'll see what <laughs> happens with him there. Um, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, uh, those are all, I'm looking at DraftKings prices right now, 7K and up. Uh, is uh, is is there anybody in particular you really like this week, James? Uh, that that intrigues you to pay up at the quarterback position? I mean, I think the chalk will head in Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson's uh, directions as long as Jackson is available, officially listed as questionable. Um, and I think they're both fine. Um, I watched. I don't know if you guys caught the contrarian video this week that John and Pemba sent. Uh, from his private jet on his on his way to Vegas, um, but I do like Patrick Mahomes, and and it's you know it's crazy to think that he's checked in at at low ownership. I mean, you know, it was second game wasn't on the main slate, but the first game he was sub ten percent, um, and he you know won the slate. It goes for thirty six fantasy points. We mentioned on any up last night. I, I think the Chiefs are going to cover the spread. You know, a big spread in this one. Um, and I think Mahomes is going to have a nice bounce back game after a letdown against Baltimore uh, from a team standpoint. So I, I like Mahomes as the contrarian option up top. Um, you know, Buffalo's still running a lot of plays. Uh, still, Josh Allen's still throwing a lot. But he hasn't been as good as last year. Um, and Russell Wilson's fine too. But, you know, if Dalvin doesn't play, you know, things could change drastically where. Seattle's in a comfortable position in the second half and they're and you know they're bleeding the clock a lot so I think you know if you're playing cash I think Murray and Jackson are fine uh, but if you want to get a little contrarian at the top I like Mahomes um yeah well listen you like the uh the the, the Chiefs to cover that spread <laughs> um I personally don't I like the Chargers actually uh to do that I mean listen it's a it's it's a 55 over under in this game right, right? Um, this is not, uh, the, the chiefs winning 42 to 14. Like this Correct. is to me, this is, this is a game that's going to go back and forth. You're going to see a lot of Herbert slinging the rock, uh, to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. You're going to see a lot of Austin Eckler chiefs ranked 27th in the league against running back pass plays. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I dig that with that, it turns Mahomes into a great option as well. Because the two of them are just going to kind of go back, you know, back right. and forth. And, and you know, and the funny thing is, is that, I mean, he's just, you know, screw Clyde Edwards-Alaire, man. That dude doesn't oh. exist at all. <laughs> Mahomes yeah. is like, I'm not checking this down when I got Kelsey and I got Tyreek Hill. Hell, I'll throw it to Byron Pringle before I throw it uh, over to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So I do like that. And I got I to gotta tell you, man, I kind of like, you know, I like Mahomes more than I like Kyler Murray. Jacksonville doesn't really have a great pass rush. It's not going to push him out of the pocket uh, to to sit there and run and take off. Uh, you're you're probably going to be able to load up with uh, with Chase Edmonds and James Conner uh, in this matchup. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying Murray's going to have a crap game, 
But for being the top price QB on the slate, you know, I, I want a little bit more. I want more of what I'm going to probably see out of Mahomes uh, or even Russell Wilson than uh, than than I am with uh, with Kyler Murray, and for that matter, also Lamar Jackson as well. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. Uh, game script is not in their favor, and you know, listen, I like both. Truthfully, I like both the both the the running backs on those two teams more than I like the quarterbacks. If if we're just being honest, um, just based on game script alone. So, I, look, I'm all in on Mahomes and in GPPs, and I'm fine going Murray and Jackson in cash. But I do think it's it is worth noting what you just said. They could be scripted out, especially if it's 31-7 in the fourth. Lamar Jackson's rush upside is currently gone because they're not risking his injury. Uh, he's just going to turn the ball up. He's going to turn it, uh, turn around and hand it off. So, yeah, Mahomes for me and GPPs. And if you want to go Murray Jackson in cash, that's fine. But I think there's better cash options below anyways. I definitely do. I'd rather have Russell Wilson in cash. I'd rather, yeah. uh, you know, Tom Brady is yeah. an interesting option here against the Rams. But you know what? Again, if you look lower, Herbert, Stafford, Cousins. Yeah. Um, those three guys right there. I mean, actually, Herbert and Cousins, to me, um, I would consider using both in cash. I think that, you know, the matchup, both matchups dictate, um, you know, high volume. If, uh, if if Cousins, if Minnesota, you know, Dalvin Cook is not 100%. Right. Um, and if and Minnesota's secondary is trash, dude, I mean, it's it's awful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, uh, if, if the Seahawks actually take a lead and Cousins starts slinging the rock more against the piss poor Seattle defense, Dude, I, I like him a lot. Sixty three hundred on on DraftKings in a uh, in a cash game. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I think Cousins is one of those guys this week that I'd be comfortable with in all formats too. Um, definitely cash, but definitely this game has very it has a lot of stack appeal because, like you said, if Dalvin's not healthy, you could you could play two of these Minnesota receivers easily, fit them comfortably, and bring it back with Metcalf. Um, bring it back with Lockett, whoever you prefer. Honestly, it's, you know, got coin flip can, like every week. So um, yeah, I love Cousins. You know, the Chiefs are as bad as they've been against the run, which you alluded to, or and just running backs catching the pass passes out of the backfield. I mean, they're bottom ten in, against the pass in terms of DVOA as well. They've just been a bad defense. They've given up a lot of points through two games. Um, so you know that Joe Lombardi pass heavy offense is is uh great for herbert um and great for us dfs players so i'm with you on on those two guys um in the mid-tier uh but you know howard i'm gonna be spending a lot of my funds in at quarterback uh a little lower so tell me who who do you like in the low end so i think justin fields is obviously you know just stands out like a sore thumb at 5200 right i mean the dual the dual threat ability um is apparent now is he going to make it through this game it, you know remains to be seen you know the the bears offensive line is their weakness the browns defensive line is their strength getting to the quarterback let's see if it happens um but justin fields 5200 but my listen my he was um the cover boy of my uh yahoo value vault that you can catch on dfsalarm.com um and it's trevor lawrence and, you know, I love everything about this matchup for Jacksonville. I love attacking Arizona's secondary. Whether or not they rank in the bottom whatever, in terms of anything, it doesn't matter. They will be there after this game. They have, they're starting a fourth-round rookie that's rated out as the 70, 70th best corner in football. They have a, 30, a near 33-year-old in Alford who hasn't played since 2018. And then they have Byron Murphy, who's been a career slot guy, playing on the outside. Um, they got lucky in their first game, you know, that the pass rush held up and, and Ryan Tannehill had no time to throw the football. Trevor Lawrence didn't hit the, he only hit the deck once last week. And did he look great against Denver? No, but Denver, you know, we've seen their defense through two weeks. It's, it's a pretty stout unit. Um, Lawrence is going to throw a lot here. Uh, Arizona's pass defense is not going to hold up. I love all his pass catchers. I love him here. Uh, I mean, I, I think he could be a GPP winner at $5,500 on DraftKings. Damn. I, you know, I just maybe maybe I'm too much of a cash player to, to, to 
do that. I, I just don't know if I have the stones to go with uh, Trevor Lawrence. I just, I, you know, there's just there's so much about uh, what Urban Meyer is doing that I hate in Jacksonville. That you know, listen, I, I get it. You know, Arizona doesn't have the uh, the defense that that you'd, you'd like to see. Um, I yeah, I just I I don't know. I like your fields call though. I mean, I'd be intrigued by that one there. Uh, Lawrence makes me uh, a little bit nervous there. And it's understandable. It's not like he's looked great. He has five interceptions through two games. Like, that's, you know, it's okay to be nervous. Um, but this Arizona secondary is really bad. Um, and I, I think this game script, especially, you know, considering Arizona's a heavy favorite, considering we know what their offense can do and how bad Houston's defense has looked. I mean, they gave up 37 points to an offense led by Tyrod Taylor. Um, so, you know, this pass happy offense that's in the top 10 in attempts is, is really going to rely on Trevor Lawrence here. Um, I, I'm telling you, I, I see a lot of big games. I, I like the Trevor Lawrence is driving the ball downfield. He's top 10 in, in basically all the yardage categories, air yards, a dot, all of that, uh, you know, is in Lawrence in the Lawrence camp. So I, I really like him here. Um, it's torn. It's a, Look, it's a tournament play only. That's mainly what I play. And you mentioned you play cash games, which is why we are on the complete opposite side of the fence here. Um, but in a tournament, you know, $300 more, you're going to get a, a significantly less uh, rostered player than Justin Fields at 5,200 is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No love for Matt Ryan. Matty Ice going up against your G-men. Come on, man. the Giants suck, right? The defense is terrible. This one here could also end up being uh, an interesting game, especially if Saquon Barkley runs a little wild there on that Atlanta defense. Uh, Matty Ice is going to have to throw. And listen, Ridley, Pitts, uh, I don't know if the Giants can contain him. Yeah, I think both quarterbacks in this game are a little intriguing. I, I think we both agreed you know, we didn't love the line, but we love the over. Uh, we love the over under here, and we both yes. took the over. Um, so, you know, I think both quarterbacks in this game are are pretty intriguing. Um, I think this game is very stackable as well. I think this is one of those underrated game stacks as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on Matt Ryan. Um, I would probably go Matt Ryan for four hundred dollars less than Daniel Jones, who. You know, has looked good, but 5,800, I don't know about that. All right. Well, I think that probably – any other QBs who really intrigue you at all, enough that you'd be uh, interested in building a, a lineup with them? Um, no. no. No, I'm good. All right. Beautiful. Let's move on to the running back position then. Why not, right? Derrick Henry yeah. leads the charge as the, the most expensive guy. Uh, Dalvin cook, he's got the questionable tag. What I love about the questionable tag is that that just, that, that keeps people off of him, right? They're like deathly afraid. They watched him slow to get up last week, twice in the game. But I mean, listen, we saw what Derrick Henry did to Seattle. I think Dalvin cook can run all over them as well. I like him a lot. Uh, I like him, you know, probably more than I like, uh, Alvin Kamara going up against the Patriots. And, uh, you know, listen, Nick Chubb, uh, as much as I love Nick Chubb, I'm probably shying away from him because right below him is Austin Eckler, yep. uh, you know, who I just I, I love this week. So if I'm picking like a, 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 the top running backs who I want to use, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler for me. Yeah, those are the only two above 7K that I would have in my player pool as well. Um, and, you know, the Mike Zimmer's comments were interesting today because he said, if there's any player that's going to try to play through this injury, it's Dalvin. Or, or if there's any player that doesn't practice this week and then plays on Sunday, it's Dalvin. So, you know, let's let's hold off on ruling Dalvin out. And let's hold off on, you know, running to get Alexander Madison because, uh, you know, when the head coach says that, I mean, you know, there's coach speak and then there's Dalvin Cook who is seemingly always hurt, but he's always playing, right? So, um, yeah, Dalvin and Eckler... Eckler's probably the cash staple here, though. Like, Dalvin, you know, because he's injured, probably teeters a little more to that GPP um, area. But Eckler just fire up in all formats. Yeah, absolutely. E- absolutely. 
Um, looking a little further down, I, I'll just say, I mean, I, listen, I don't have I don't have much interest in Jonathan Taylor. I don't have much interest nope. in Najee Harris. Nope. Um, Barkley, I do have interest in the GPP. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Carson, mild interest. I mean, he didn't have a lot of yardage last week, but he did get into the end zone twice against um, against the Titans. Um, I don't mind him. Um, you know, kind of scrolling down. I'm lukewarm on, on Joe Mixon. I'm lukewarm on David Montgomery. I'm lukewarm on Antonio Gibson. Like, there's not a lot to, to really love, except then I get to Tyson mm-hmm. Williams. Yeah, this tier right here, Howard, this is the tier. Talk to me. Who do you like? I mean, I love Tyson Williams. Um, I think this is the game script for him. You know, we alluded it. We alluded to it when we were talking about Lamar Jackson. Um, there might not be, you know, a lot of Lamar Jackson in the second half of this game. And if you want to build, you know, the profile of your running back, you want to get him acclimated more. I mean, you know, this is the game to do so. And he's looked good. You know, the fumble in week two sucked. The missed block in week one that caused, you know, Latavius Murray to play essentially the whole second half. That sucked. Um, But when Tyson Williams has touched the ball, he's been electric. Uh, He's made big plays. He's caught passes out of the backfield, which we're not used to with Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. And, you know, nobody's been worse than Detroit. Well, uh, you know, Kansas City's been worse than Detroit this year. Um, in terms of run DVOA, well, I guess they're 29th. So a few teams have been worse, but Detroit is, you know, abysmal regardless. So I like Williams. And I mentioned, I like Jacksonville and James Robinson, you know, as much as we've disliked or we disliked week one where Carlos Hyde was getting all those touches. Um, Carlos Hyde only played about 15 snaps in week two. And we saw James Robinson touch the ball 14 times against a tough defense. Well, James Robinson, through two games, has nine targets. Uh, I think this is a, a perfect game script for him where we're not going to see a lot of Carlos Hyde and we're going to see a ton of James Robinson catching passes out of the backfield. And I think he could have a good um, game on the ground as well. So I like James Robinson. And on the flip side, you mentioned earlier, Chase Edmonds, um, he's been the guy. Like, in week one, when they, they being Edmonds and James Conner, you know, were similarly uh, used, that's only because it was a blowout and Connor saw all that run in the fourth quarter. It was Chase Edmonds from start to finish um, before then, at least start to finish with the, you know, full complement of starters and when a game was still competitive. So I like Edmonds and all the volume that he's got. He is way above James Connor in my eyes. So I like Williams, Robinson, Edmonds quite a bit. You can mix and match in cash games. I'd probably, you know, lean towards Williams and Edmonds and then tournaments. I really think Robinson stands out for me. All right. Yeah. Listen, I mean, you know, with everything that you've said about Jacksonville, yep. um, I can definitely, I, I hear you on that. I'm not going to dispute it. Um, you know, again, looking at the potential, I mean, what would you be doing? Like a, um, like a Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson, uh, DJ Chark. I mean, I, I mean, I think more of it, I, I like the usage so I like the usage for all of them. Like, LaVisca has 17 targets in two games. DJ Chark is top 10 in air yards. Uh, Marvin Jones has three red zone looks, two touchdowns, and Ooh, is I the like most. Marvin. Yeah. So, like, I think you can mix and match. Like, if you don't want to use James Robinson, you know, you could play Chase Edmonds and then run it back with the two receivers. Because now there's no James O'Shaughnessy. More, even more volume to, to go around. We saw that in week two where they all were peppered with targets. Um, so I think there's a lot of routes to go. If you want to go Robinson, I think Marvin is my my top option. Um, but I think a lot of people shy away from Chark after a, a bad week two. And I think nobody plays LaVisca because he's, although he has 17 targets in two games, you know, he hasn't done anything with those targets. So um, you can really play any of them. Uh, but I, I really do like this offense in, in GPP specifically. All right. Uh, some lower price running backs who might interest you. Uh, I mean, listen, Melvin Gordon, Javante, yep. Javante Williams um, are a, a pair there going up against the Jets. It's a, it's a 10 and a half point spread uh, in most places. I think there's going to be some uh, some heavy run volume in the second half for Denver. Um, they kind of intrigue me. Mike Davis, possible get right game for him. 
that's kind of priced down. I don't really know if there's, you know, anybody else that really kind of interests me in the uh, in the lower levels. I think I think a lot of people are going to go for, you know, get fish hooked by the uh, the Cordell Patterson price. Yeah, I was thinking they were going to get fish hooked by Cordell and then double fish hooked by Sony Michelle um, if Daryl uh, Henderson's ruled out against Tampa Bay. No thanks. But he's under. He's a running back under 5K, and you know people jump, chomp at the bit for that uh, starting running back under 5K. So um, I think that would be super scary. I would uh, look. I'm gonna throw out one name. I want to know your thoughts. So Tevin Coleman ruled out, and I know. Look, I did, this is why I'm asking. You're the Jets guru here. Michael Carter had, a, had played a lot of snaps. He was semi-active in the passing game. 4,600, Denver's defense is good, but you mentioned there's not a lot of value. Would you consider him as an option, Michael Carter, or? I mean, maybe as a, maybe as a salary saving dart throw, um, I would, but again, I just, I, I don't think I, the way I, the way I see this game and based on the point spread, I mean, listen, the spread is you know, it, it, it's telling right. you, it's, it's half, telling yeah. you that, you know, not, <clears throat> not to mention first game in Denver, you know, the, the altitude gets to people. Um, if a player's not used to it, um, then they, then they struggle, you know, My, Michael Carter played in, in North Carolina, right? No altitude issues <laughs> over there. So, you know, so, so that's the only, yeah, I, I kind of pull off of that. I think, you know, I think the, the Jets running backs, uh, whoever they might be, uh, could end up getting game flowed out of this one. Fair, fair. I don't. I throw one more name out there. It's James White under five K. I think James White. Uh, you know, I mean, thirteen targets in two games. Uh, Mac Jones clearly likes uh, the safety blanket in James White, so I'd I'd consider him uh, in tournaments. Yeah, I like the James White call. I definitely do. I definitely do. I like the Patriots to uh, to. To beat the uh, the the Saints in Same. this one here also. So, Same. all right. Well, there you go. Running backs. Let's move over to the wide receivers. This is where it gets all sorts of tasty delish. I mean, injury-wise, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he's questionable. He's a game time decision. So that's gonna that's gonna definitely keep ownership down um, for him going up against the Jaguars. Um, at the top tier, though, I mean, listen, Tyreek Hill going up against the Chargers, Stefan Diggs going up against Washington. I'm not loving that. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Justin yeah. Jefferson yeah. and yeah. Calvin Ridley, like boom, 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 right there, four in a row. Uh, all four of those guys, I would happily take in any of my lineups, cash or GPP this week. Correct, but I think Howard, like 100% on all four of those guys. But I think what you did was interesting, and I was I was waiting to see if you were going to do it. And I think this is what makes the Chiefs stack so much more appealing. It's like, yeah, we have Tyreek Hill, but then we have all these other guys priced really, really well in great matchups. But it's like kind of like the Patrick Mahomes thing where, you know, wow, Kyler Murray's in such a great spot, and, and Lamar Jackson's in such a great spot. And we just kind of, you know— overlook Patrick Mahomes and then we overlook Tyreek Hill who can bounce back from a four four target 14 yard game for 202 touchdowns uh this week so I just think it's interesting not not to say like you're not right at all because I think you're spot on all four of those guys and in, in Lockett Metcalf <laughs> Jefferson Ridley could be the top scorers this late but I also think we do that a lot like we just kind of skip over great players that maybe not in the best spot, but are coming off a, a down game where we're, there's recency bias, and lower ownership. Um, I just I just find that interesting. You know, those are the spots that I like to attack in GPPs. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just something that I I really was. I was just waiting to see how that played out. And it, it's 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 just funny to, to and, and it's where you nail the GPP winning plays when guys like Tyree Killer kind of overlooked. Yeah, listen, I, you know, to the, the chief stack, it's super pricey. Yep. Um you you you're going to need to to dig deep to find 
you know, the guys who, uh, you know, who, who can, can help you with that. Um, it's not going to be easy, but nope. listen, it's, it's definitely doable. It's definitely doable. Um, and like you said, it's, it's going to be low ownership. Wait till we start talking tight ends, dude, because once <laughs> we start talking tight ends, I'm going to be like, oh, hey, you know, I mean, yeah, okay, Travis Kelsey, he's, you know, he's, he's 8,200 there, but oh, look at that, under, under 6K, you got Rob Gronkowski, TJ Hawkinson, mm-hmm. Mark Andrews, <laughs> Kyle Pitts at 4,900, boo-boo baby. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, and it's not like, it, it just, ha- it just happens, like, it's just because the price it's the price tag it's the price tag over and over again um but i'm okay with you know in a tournament finding dumpster dive plays to pair with that stack because if that stack goes off for you know a hundred points alone i mean then you're you're in a pretty good spot you're in a really good spot you're you're in, in, in a phenomenal spot there's no doubt about it so you know, we could definitely, we'll build around that. We'll take a look. Um, all right. So I gave you the, uh, the, 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 the big four right there. We're at the, uh, at, you know, pricey, but you know, not that pricey. Um, Cooper cup, obviously a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to, I actually think that a lot of people are going to shy away from cup, uh, and even Robert Woods. I think there's a lot of fear about this Tampa defense. I think there's a lot of fear about the Tampa defense. Um, but also, I think, you know, depending on who is building lines, like if you see a, a total, you know, it, it, I guess it depends on where you fall on this line because it's, it's opened at 54. It's at 55 and a half. Um, I, I think last night I told you it's going to go under. Um, so I'm probably not going to, I'm probably with those people where I'm not going to play a lot of Cooper cup and Robert Woods. Not that I don't think they're good plays or, but also I think this whole next tier, just like the guys above her, it's just so loaded. Uh, I would rather play Phelan in it because I like that game environment, maybe a little better. Um, I, Keenan Allen in my, in my chief stacks. You know, A.J. Brown, I know um, Xavier, Xavier Rhodes practiced, right? And he's off the injury report this week. So um, one of them will be, one of A.J. Brown and Julio will be getting the Xavier Rhodes treatment, but um, one of them won't be. And that t- and the uh, Colts defense hasn't been great. So I'm probably going to shy away from Cooper Cup. I may acknowledge how phenomenal he's been. And Clayton Kershaw is, is jealous that his old best friend is now best friends with Cooper Cup. Um, <laughs> it's a lot uh, of jealousy going on in that in that yeah locker. yeah there is a lot of jealousy going on in that in that locker room so um you know I'm probably I'm probably on that uh, side of the fence where I'm not going to be playing Cooper Woods even though I think Woods is you know in season long is a big buy low guy right now <clears throat> I, I listen I'm fine with that I'm absolutely fine with that these are guys who and again you know when I'm looking at guys like you know. Cup and, and and Woods, you know, I mean, to me, could you get a contrarian stack going there? You definitely mm-hmm. can. Is it some? Is it the ideal stack that you want to do? No, not really. So, um, go down uh, further in there. Talk to me about some other wide receivers that you like using, uh, and why are they all named Mike Williams? <laughs> I mean, you know. I got nothing to say. He's been maybe maybe it's the short hair that's really just brought out of the best of him, right? <laughs> right. He got rid of the predator hair. He got rid of the dreads, and now he's uh, they got to update his DraftKings photo because um, no more dreads. I mean, look, you know, I think that offense we're gonna see a we're gonna see a lot of this condensed um, target share between Keenan Allen, between Austin Eckler, between Mike Williams. Um, and if they're going to throw 40 times a game, you're, you know, you're going to sell me on Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. I think uh, both are in phenomenal spots, and I think you could play either of them. I, I mean, you know, do you prefer Mike Williams? Like, if you could only, if you're, if you have $6,600 left and you had like a chief stack, and you're bringing it back with one of them, do you prefer 
going Williams to Allen? Um, you know, I, I think that you would have to look at, you know, price wise, um, what that's doing to you. I mean, listen, I, I, I like Keenan Allen a lot. Um, I just, I, I love Mike Williams because, you know, I think, I mean, he's like, he's the, he's jump ball touchdown guy, yep. he's jump yep. ball touchdown guy. And, you know, and, and to me, that goes a, a, a long way, man. It it really does. I'll tell you what, man, super, super tough to try and fit him into a, uh, into a, a, a stack for, uh, for, for the chiefs. Yeah, I know. Have you, are you building it? Cause I, I'll, I'm building it. And it's, I'm building uh, it. I'm, I'm building it too. Um, it's, it's, not the, it's not the best. I no, mean, no, no. Listen, I've, I, you know what? Here's the funny thing is that, you know, in, in honor of uh, John and Pemba, um, I built it and I don't have anything coming back on it. Oof. Right. Because he's always like, Oh, why do you always need somebody coming back? Blah, blah, blah. So it's it's tough. It's real tough. But let's let's keep, let's we'll we'll reveal the lineups at the end because I've got an interesting one here. Okay. But you know whatever we'll we'll see what happens here um, at the tail end of this. So keep going down the list on uh, on wide receivers. You know Mike Williams at sixty four hundred. Uh, Allen Robinson. If you like Justin Fields, mm-hmm. you probably like Allen Robinson at sixty two. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely do. Um, you know Sutton. It doesn't really intrigue me that much only because I think it's got to be run heavy for the Broncos once they get the lead. Maybe he's get you know, maybe he catches like uh, a, a deep touchdown or whatever. But this is not one of those like, you know, eight catches for 152 yards in a touchdown game for Cortland Sutton. This is more like, you know, four catches, 78 yards in a touchdown. Yeah, if the touchdown. I mean, they might just get down on the goal line and just you know, run it in with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. So, uh, I mean, you've, you've been touted for two days, for all week you've been touting the blowout. So there's no way you play Portland Sutton in this, in this, you know, in this game script. There's no way. There's no way. There is no way. Um, all right. So uh, talk to me about some wide receivers in the next tier that you're digging. I mean, I think it's, I think it's going to be very interesting because um, this is the injury tier. Right, like De- so. Deontay Johnson's out. Um, Juju six K, Claypool fifty eight. I mean, I prefer Claypool. If you were to play one, I-, I do think they are viable. I don't think Cincinnati has a very good secondary. Big Ben practiced on a limited basis, and we know Claypool's the big play. He is the big play receiver. He had nine targets last week. That's super encouraging. He's always seemingly getting at least one carry a game, and that's been going on for quite a while, especially those like goal line sweeps that he seemingly always gets. Um, so I think Claypool's interesting. I also think the flip side of that, I mean, we just talked about Tyler Boyd, right? Literally last night, or I was listening to you talk to Tyler. I heard your voice and Tyler Boyd's name are connected in my brain right now. <laughs> and, you know, T. Higgins, doubtful to play. I think both Boyd and Jamar Chase, like you can, um, Boyd is a little cheaper at 4,700, but I think that's some, a great value play if you don't want to play Chase because Tyler Boyd saw nine targets last week. And, um, you know, the secondary in pit isn't, isn't great either. So I think uh, the injury... The injury-plagued receiving corpse here uh, provide us with some intriguing plays down here in the mid-tier. Some intriguing plays. I like where your head's at there. I like where your head's at there. And obviously um, Jacksonville, by the way, because, you know, I told you, I'm all in on the Jags, and they're all free. <laughs> and they're all free. Every single one of them is all free. Um, all right, where are we uh, where are we looking next? Talk to me here. Uh, some some you know super. I guess we got to look for some salary sa- <coughs> salary savers here, don't we? <laughs> I mean, yeah. If we're playing if we're playing the Chiefs stack um, <clears throat> with with the Chargers coming back, so I think I mean I just mentioned uh, Marvin Jones under five k. If you want to play Lavisca under five k, um, we talked about Justin Fields, right? And we did talk about Allen Robinson. Um, but how about Darnell Moody, Howard, who's, I know he's questionable, 
but he's equaled Allen Robinson's targets through two games and had more targets from Justin Fields last week than Allen Robinson did. And yeah. Darnell Mooney, you know, this is finally a quarterback that he can put his 4-3-8-40 time speed to use with, um, going to get it from Justin Fields. So I really like Darnell Mooney this week um, in tournaments. I don't think you can trust him in cash yet, especially, you know, we don't really know what Justin Fields is going to provide from, you know, a passing perspective. Uh, but I do think Darnell Mooney makes for an intriguing tournament play. Darnell Mooney for an intriguing play. All right, I'll give you that. <clears throat> I'll definitely give you that. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, listen, it's, uh, you know, it, it is, it's a solid offering. It really is. I mean, listen, I've got Darnell Mooney in season-long leagues uh, in, a, in a bunch of places. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not averse to that uh, one bit, not one bit. Um, the price is right too, right? I mean, yep. you know, when you when you're when you're down there, was he forty three hundred? Um, it's uh, it's nice. Oof, oof. Can you get Darnell Mooney and little Tyler Boyd in there? No, you cannot. Not not with not with this lineup I'm screwing around <laughs> with right now. No, you can't. You can't. Like, you can't play. So I think if you were gonna do this chief stack, I think you would have to include. And, and I don't know if I'm sold on the Chiefs because we've all been wondering if there's going to be a second receiver that emerges, right? And Mikal Hardman was very good last week, or at least from a volume perspective was very good. You know, eight targets, and he doubled up Tyreek Hill. But is that going to be consistent? I'm not sure. Um, but on one hand, you say that. On the other, it's like, well, the running game is pretty much – just not there. So can we maybe trust Nicole Hardman? Um, because look, Howard, you're not. You said I it. don't wanna. You don't. You don't. And you don't have to. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just thinking like there is no running game. Is it only going to be Kelsey and Hill? Like it usually ah, is. I mean, it listen, is. Yeah. It really usually is. You, you could splash in Byron Pringle. You can splash in Demarcus Robinson. But I think the one thing that we always know is that it's always – I mean, listen, no, actually Tyreek didn't have a great game last week, right? Nope. And so Hardman had eight Tyreek And, you know, Demarcus – is that going to happen again? Right. So, right. I mean, listen, if I'm stacking the Chiefs there, I want to – I want to – I want to – I just want to be sure right. about it. And I'd right. rather – you know, I think that you're you're more sure using Tyreek than you are using Pringle or Demarcus Robinson or even McCall Hardman um, as part of it. Yeah, it's going to save you money, but you know, is that really? You know, I, I, you're you're. I think you're lowering your chances of striking it rich with a chief stack if you're using one of those guys. Fair. So give me. So who's your who are your, you know, who are your value guys down here? Because All right, so here we go. So looking at some value guys um, at this lower price tier, um, you know, and these are these are probably all going to be, you know, more like, you know, the dart throws right. um, in the dartboard. You know, Quintez Cephas, I mean, mm -hmm. touchdowns in each of his first two games, garbage time points, they're going to him. So that intrigues me. He's only 3,900 there. A lot of injuries, by the way, in that in those pass catchers too. Oh, Khalif Raymond now with a hamstring. So, you know, you're you're onto something there with Raymond. Or with okay. uh Cephas, sorry. So so we got that. Um we could go down a little further. How about this one? No Russell Gage. Uh show me that deep bomb to Olamidi Zacchaeus. Okay. Okay. No Russell Gage. Uh he'll probably be matched up a little Brad, we'll know Bradbury is going to be on Calvin Ridley all game. So he'll see a Dory Jackson who's looked horrible the first two games. Yeah, well, he's, he's looked horrible. He's always looked horrible. Yeah, that's fair. He was good once upon a time, a couple years ago. One For one year. <laughs> a couple, couple, two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. You ready? I see it. I see we're looking at the same guy. Are we looking at the same guy? Yep. You like that? How much is he? Thirty-five hundred. 
Oh, we're not looking at the same oh. guy. Oh, I was looking. I was looking right behind Zacchaeus because we mentioned we like uh, we like we like. Oh, that. oh, yeah, KJ Osborne. We like that. We do yeah. like KJ Osborne. Thirty-five hundred. That's. Ooh, I missed his name maybe because he's in my lineup. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say I blame you. He's 3,500. If there's no Dalvin Cook, how many would like how many pass attempts does Kirk Cousins have? I know, I, I know the offensive screen. I know Madison's going to be involved. No, even with Dalvin Cook, like that's the thing. You know, even with Dalvin Cook, it still opens up the passing game. How many times did we see Kirk Cousins there. still throw for 300 yards when Dalvin Cook was like, you know, 96 yards and two touchdowns? And still you had Cousins throwing the ball. Touche. Touche. I love it, dude. I love the K.J. Osborne call. That's hysterical because, yeah, I did click him into my lineup. <laughs> And so I was like looking at the list. And I'm like, well, who else? There's only oh, I only see Zacchaeus here at 3,500. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm gonna take you down a very, very <laughs> dirty, filthy path. All right, dust is kicking up. <coughs> you don't know what the hell's going on, right? Where Where is Bender taking me here? It's dark. It's scary. I'm hearing weird animal noises going on right now. What is it? It's $3,100. It's no Antonio Brown. Oh, no. Hello, Scotty Miller. Oh, no. Scotty doesn't know. It's or Tyler Johnson. One Mm. of those two is going to catch a touchdown pass uh, in the wake of uh, there being no Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson is three thousand on DK. Scotty Miller is thirty one hundred. It is a huge dart throw. It is a perfect GPP play because again, Tom Brady wants to throw sixty touchdowns this year. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, so, he absolutely does. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. snap counts here. So Johnson played. 17 snaps last week compared to Miller's 12th. Uh, yeah, compared to Miller's 12th. They've both, they've both played 20 snaps through two games. Yeah. So, one or the other. Good luck figuring out which one. Well, it's one or the other, but I'll tell you what. Brady's got that affinity for Scotty Miller. We've yeah, seen it happen before. He does. You know, yeah, the, only, the only Tyler Johnson highlight that we got in all honesty, was, um, you know, it was like this one pass that he caught for a, you know, for a third down. And, uh, yeah, man, it was just, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great catch. It was a great play. It made the first down, but (laughs) that was it. That was all we saw. You know what I'm saying, right? Uh, I mean, I remember. I think I remember, I was thinking of another play. I think he got hurt against the Giants. That was, I think, the one play I remember from from Tyler Johnson. I think he got hurt. That was my only recollection of Tyler Johnson last year. Oh, I played him in Showdown last year, and I, he, he didn't win me any money. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't win. Didn't win that night, Howard. All right. All right. So let's get out of the dirty. Deep, disgusting stuff. Let's go to the tight end position here. Um, You know, obviously, Travis Kelsey Mm -hmm. sits atop, uh, you know, in all the deliciousness. Um, Happy to use them. Cash, GPP, doesn't matter. Uh, Give me some other tight ends that you're digging on. I mean, it's hard to, you know, hate on the volume that Vegas is throwing uh, and, and throwing towards Darren Waller. Even though for a little bit there, I thought... Peyton, the love for Peyton Barber got in John Gruden's way of throwing the ball to Darren Waller last week uh, until the second half. Um, Hawkinson, clearly, you know, he is going to have game script in his favor every single time out. He is obviously the go-to everywhere on the field, in the red zone, in between the 20s. It doesn't matter. So I think Hawkinson is perfectly fine. Uh, you know, 
Kyle Pitts works perfectly. I don't really understand the price on Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, he's getting a boatload of targets. He's playing all the snaps. Uh, we finally saw, like, him stretch the field last game. Um, and the Giants haven't covered the tight end, in, you know, since I've been alive. So I think up here, like, around 5K and above, it would be Pitts, Hawkinson, Waller. I'd probably, and, and obviously Kelsey, I would probably rank Pitts first. Um, because I, I really... This game, we both like going over. The Giants can't defend tight ends. They never defend tight ends. And, you know, if Mike Davis continues to struggle on the ground, I mean, Atlanta's just going to throw 40-plus times again, um, all the more benefiting Kyle Pitts. So I think Pitts is my favorite tight end, like 4-9 and above, uh, truthfully. Okay, beautiful. Listen, I I can definitely dig that. I think it's definitely going to work. Um, you know, I got to be honest with you, man. I mean, I, I really, I don't love the tight end position in general again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm very much into paying up for the tight end, uh, even in DFS. I mean, if I'm looking down below, I mean, you know, again, run heavy for Denver, probably against the Jets and so Noah Fant, nah, Logan Thomas, nah. Jared Cook, I don't mind. That might be an interesting, uh, you know, an interesting possibility, especially hey, if you uh, if you want to run something back, uh, okay. you know, on the uh, you know on that. Let me see what's uh, where's Casey's DVOA against. Uh, oh look, see twentieth against the tight end, giving up. How about this? Whoa! We just find something here. Eight catches for 93 yards. Kansas City's allowed in the first two games against the tight end position. So now all of a sudden, Jared Cook becomes very, very intriguing there. Had a touchdown taken away from him last week, too. But then again, so did Donald Parham. Yep. Both of them did. Who do we trust there? Is it Cook? Is it Parham? Is it Parham? Is it Cook? Um. Austin Hooper is an interesting option here. Obviously, uh, you know, Odell Beckham is back. We didn't even talk about Odell Beckham being back. Odell Beckham is back. Welcome um, back. What's that? Welcome back. Welcome back, Odell. Um, so, you know, maybe that takes a little bit away from Hooper. Probably not, though, because you don't have Jarvis Landry. Yeah, so I, I think both those tight ends are interesting. Uh, and by both, I mean, I think David Njoku is interesting as well. Um, he's seen a bull load of targets. Is, you know, uh, I looked it up because I was seeing how much Cleveland ran 12 personnel this year. And it's a little above the uh, league average. League average this year is 23%. And Cleveland's running 12 personnel at 24%. Because um, I just wanted to see, you know, how, like, Njoku is clearly more athletic. Um, I think there's more upside to him as, as a pass catcher. So without Jarvis being there with Odell not playing since week seven of last year and coming off a different injury this year, um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of two tight end sets. I think there's going to be a lot of eight man boxes that Nick Chubb is facing. And it's kind of what we talked about already that could free up a lot of Njoku or Hooper. I'm, I'm actually in on both of them um, this week. And Howard, I looked up, the the snaps between cook and parham this year or yeah parham this year um it's really not even close jared cook has run 67 routes um parham has ran 27 uh and and he's blocked on 38 compared to jared cook's 16 so um i think it's safe to safe to go with cook uh over parham i'm going to trust the uh the snaps and and all the pass blocking or run blocking he's not doing over parham uh, blocking a ton. Okay. All right. I like it. So you're in. You're in for Cook. I'm in for Cook, and it makes it a whole lot easier on this stack. Let me tell you, it makes it a whole <laughs> lot easier on this stack. It definitely okay. does. It definitely does. I don't know how much I do. I do. I love it. Do I not love it? Uh, I gotta tell you, it's it's tough. You know, I want to get something coming back on this stack, but man, I really like this lineup as it is. But maybe I just don't, maybe it's, you know what, maybe it's just because I'm like, I don't need to go this dirty for, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. I could go, I could go in my flex and I could go with, uh, I don't need to go as dirty, filthy as, um, 
as Scotty Miller. Although, I'm telling you, man, that Scotty Miller play is gonna it's gonna play. It's gonna Howard, play. Howard, I got a question for you. It's not something we talked about. Um, and I, I'm circling back. I just spoke, and this could be like our the last uh, conversation prior to uh, our fantastic lineup reveals. If DeAndre Hopkins sits, what's your lean on the Arizona? Pass catchers. I already know AJ Green's out. I know. <laughs> I know you've been. I, I know he's dead to me. I, I, I know he is. Trust me. Uh, every, we, we, he is. He is uh, public enemy number one in your eyes. But like, what's your lean in terms of Christian Kirk versus Rondell Moore? Or would you be okay with playing both? Like, how would you um, assess their their pass catchers if Hopkins were to sit? Um, I would probably go Kirk because I think everybody and their grandma is going to be yeah. on Rondell Moore. Hundred percent in agreement. I that's what I was hoping you were going to say, and I, and I figured you'd say because everyone and everyone and their mother loves Rondell Moore and loves him, loves him, and he's playing the least, and he's played the like significantly less snaps than the rest of their receiving court, significantly less. Yeah. Listen, and you know, but and I think you know, I think he ends up seeing more targets anyway than Rondell Moore. I'm you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take anything away from Rondell Moore, but you know, if if you're sitting there and you're looking at Arizona and you're looking at you know the possibility of using these guys, um, you know, in your uh, in your GPP lineups, to me, it's it's just it's all about who the public is on. You know, we we do this with the with you know with the bets, you know, the NFL bets for like the super contest and stuff also. You know, it's like, you know, last week, the five most picked teams in the Westgate Super Contest all lost. All of them. Mm-hmm. And and Mish and I were on the uh, on the other side of two of those games. The other three uh, were no bets for us. So, uh, you know, again, I just, you know, I, I, when the public's going one way, I love going the other. Okay. Okay. I like that. you? Yeah, no, no, of course, of course. I just, especially considering, like, I do play more tournaments than I do cash games. So, like, if I were to play cash games, you know, and there's no DeAndre Hopkins, I, I would definitely consider playing Rondo Moore. I think there's no doubt he's been that good. But I'm with you in terms of GPPs. I'm going to get Christian Kirk at far less uh draft capital than I would um Rondell Moore. I don't think there's leverage playing Rondell Moore in a tournament compared to playing Christian Kirk. All right. Look at us. In in, in lockstep harmony, huh? Lockstep harmony. hmm I mean, you know, that's just what like that's the that's what makes us that's what makes us at Fantasy Alarm so special. It's just, you know, that's what we do. Lockstep harmony all day. Lockstep harmony all day. All right. Any other tight ends you want to look at? Um, no, I think that the Cleveland guys and Jared Cook is probably as far down uh, as I'd go. You know, maybe a couple weeks from now we'll be talking about uh, the resurgence of Jack Doyle, but I don't think we need to go there this week. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think so either. Um, all right, so then let's uh, let's talk defenses. Who are your uh, who are your favorite defenses to use? So I am team always punt defense. I don't know what your approach is. I I usually need, like to punt as well. I need because look, especially considering what we're talking about tonight, just it's something that you know I like to experiment with the the high price quarterbacks that are going to be low owned and and you know obviously we're spending up on his pass catchers and stuff. So I think the one defense that stood out to me, and they're terrible, and I'm not going to say they're not terrible, um, was the Titans. And, you know, they've gotten to the pasture this year. They've played two very good offenses. But there's a lot of question marks in Indy. They have a banged-up offensive line. Their quarterback literally doesn't have a healthy ankle. Um, And not just one, two bad ankles. Um, And then they have Brett Hundley and Jacob Eason as their backups. Uh, listen, I do think the Titans could be intriguing 
just because they, the Colts are in such flux at the quarterback position, this game could be so just ugly in general. Um, so the, just like if I were to punt a defense, which I do, um, they stood out the most. But it's like obviously, you know, doing – it's obviously like I'm suggesting trash. Because the Titans are trash. So <laughs> they are. They, they're they definitely trash. But, you know, listen, I mean, that's – but you got to – you know, it's what what you're looking at. I mean – Who else would you – like who do you that, – that's the problem. Like who are we punting? Well, I mean, listen, here, I'll, I'll say this. The fact that the Washington football team is 2,600 intrigues me. Fair. All right? Completely fair. The fact that the Colts are only 2,700 intrigues me. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee, like Chandler Jones, they had five sacks in in week one. Chandler Jones had five sacks against uh, the Tennessee offensive line. So the Colts get to the quarterback. That's the one thing their defense does. They get to the quarterback. They get to the quarterback. All right. Well, how about this one then? Ready? I'm going to go 2,700, and I'll tell you why. I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins. Okay. All right. Good, solid secondary. Derek Carr is due for that letdown game. Everybody loves him. Here's the thing, right? Okay. Why is it that this line, knowing that, that Tua is out with cracked ribs, this line is still Vegas minus four, right? They, they, the line has not moved. You lost the starting quarterback. They're talking about Jacoby Brissett. They're talking about, I mean, Las Vegas is two and O, oh, right? Like, why is this line only minus four? It's super fishy. It's super suspicious. And because of that, it intrigues me now to think, well, Carr could be throwing some interceptions. We could get a pick six here. Like if if the Dolphins can you know if they keep it close because I don't think the Dolphins are scoring, but <laughs> if the Dolphins scoring. can cover this spread, it means it's a low scoring game. It means it's a big letdown game for uh, for Carr, and, uh, and and it's a you know a, a non entity with the Kenyon Drake uh, revenge game narrative. How about the reverse revenge game where the Dolphins defense destroys Kenyon Drake? Hmm, that's interesting. I actually love that, uh, truthfully. You know what's funny, too? Like, looking at Miami got trounced last week, and they're still the 11th-ranked team in terms of total DBA. They're still 11th in the league. And we know they're—I mean, that's how they won 11 games last year, 10 games because of their defense. So I could get behind that. I could— I see that. I think that's. I think that's definitely better than my trash. T- take out the segment. Uh, whoever's editing this, me. Uh, take out the segment where the Titans, where the Titans are, uh, were my pick. Because I'm with you. I, I'm all aboard the Dolphins. All aboard the Dolphins. I think that's a great call. I think. I think that's truthfully, Howard. Just like hearing that, just all play out. Like the Dolphins could literally be the punt that. That they could be the Arizona of Week One, who, you know, Miami does score a, a touchdown because their defense has a pick six or or fumble recovery for a touchdown. So, um, I like that. I like that actually quite a bit. So See, I'm here for you, Bubby. I'm here for you. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. See, I do. I do a lot. I do a lot. There you go. There you go. Um, let's see. Any other? Let's. Uh, excuse me. Oh, oh, geez. Look at that. Good heavens. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Patriots defense against the Saints. I'm interested in if I'm going to pay up. Yeah. Sort of, kind of, not really. Um, I'm really. I, yeah. This is this is all. This is a pay down week. Yeah, right? it's a pay down week. Hundred percent down week. Um, I don't think I we need Vegas. Vegas defense on the flip side of that Miami game. Maybe Vegas, Vegas defense on the yeah yeah Vegas defense might be interesting also absolutely Jacoby Brissett I mean he's he's horrible so you I know, mean they, yeah if you 
if you want to spend that kind of you know kind of money, man, thirty four hundred. No, I mean, listen. Jeez. I told you. I told you. I am. I am team sub three k defense always. But you know, you're bringing up teams above three k, and not everyone thinks the way that I think or that you think. So just you know, throwing one more hat into the ring there. All right. Well, the hat is thrown. It's a giant sombrero. It looks awesome. <laughs> We're gonna be doing a little dance around it here as we uh, as we give up our uh, we give up our lineups here. I spent the full amount, and I gotta tell you, James, this is a pretty <laughs> sexy lineup. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Ooh, I get my chief stack here, right? Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. Okay. Running backs are Chase Edmonds and James White. Along with Tyreek, you got KJ Osborne and Dirty Scotty Miller. All right, Kelsey's in the tight end. It's dirty. We got Scotty Miller going. Right? My flex play, well, we just welcomed him back. We just welcomed him back. OBJ? OBJ! $5,300. I'll put that in my flex spot, baby. Okay. And the Dolphins defense. Okay. I mean, look, that lineup at 0.1% ownership on Scotty Miller in the Millie. I mean, you're not rooting for any other player in that lineup other than Scotty. Like, you're watching the Bucks game. You're, you don't even care about what's going on in the Chiefs game. You're watching the Bucks game to see what Scotty Miller's doing. Yeah. So I. I'm, I also, I'm putting it in the Millie right now. You're putting it in the Millie? I'm putting it in the Millie right now. I'm investing $20, and I'm putting it in. All right. I will also throw mine in the Millie. Um, I also spent every dollar given to us. I didn't go full Chief Stack. I just went Mahomes-Kelsey. Um, but I did use I did use Mahomes. I, I correlated um, as, my do- as my dog burst through, and you will now hear clicking, clacking, all the way until the dog bed. Um, um, welcome to the room, lady. Uh, so I went Mahomes. I too went Chase Edmonds. Uh, but then I went uh, Tyson Williams as my RB two. My receivers. I went KJ Osborne. Uh, I like that as a value. I went Mike Williams coming back. Uh-huh. I went. Dar- I went Darnell Mooney as another cheapie. Then I actually double tight end here, Howard. Where I I correlated uh, my Tyson Williams play with T.J. Hawkinson for 52. Ah. So I, I brought I brought a little. There's a little correlation between Hawkinson and Williams. Baltimore gets out with the run. Detroit has to throw. Um, so I I paired them and I went Kelsey and I too went Dolphins defense. So I didn't go full Chiefs because I don't have Scotty Miller in my lineup. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't get there. I actually had James White to begin with, um, but I like correlating quite a bit. I'm anti John, where I correlate as much as I can. I'd rather get a few games correct than try to get um, a lot of different games correct. You know, because if if the game script plays out in Baltimore, Detroit, like I think it will, then you, I'm in a pretty good position. So um, I double correlated here with a one-off of Osborne and a one-off of Mooney. And uh, I'm with you on the Dolphins punt uh, defense. All right. Beautiful. Well, outstanding stuff. We'll have to see which lineup comes out best. Uh, I'd say let's throw a, let's throw a little wager on it, but uh, you know, I feel like one of us is winning the Millie and the other one's coming in second. So why bet on that? Right. (laughs) Yeah. We could just, we could just instead just swim, uh, swim in the in the hawaii uh go to hawaii on the beaches and just spend all our our, our riches after we win the million and uh finish second of course as well we could just split it down the middle i am i if i win the million i'm going to convert it all into gold coins <laughs> and i'm going to swim through them like stacks of gold coins like scrooge mcduck you know i i didn't know who gene simmons was yesterday howard i do know who scrooge mcduck is I should hope so, dude. That you know, I told my wife that, by the way, that you had no idea who Gene Simmons was, and she was astounded. 
She was absolutely astounded. She was she could not believe it. She was dumbfounded. I told Bree. I told Bree that, and she asked me who Gene Simmons was. I love you guys so much. I really do. But you're gonna need Uncle Howard to make Orion cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I will. Uh, I will give him his musical education uh, when the time is right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Didn't you ever see the movie Role Models? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay, there you go. You remember how he was talking about Kiss? Yeah, true. I, I'm not. I'm not very good with like you know movie memories, uh, but I do remember. I do uh, have a blurry vision of that of that scene. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, there you go, folks. Those are going to be your 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 DFS plays. We've talked through a whole bunch of it, whole different ways to go. Gave you a crazy contrarian uh, chief stack with a whole bunch of messy plays on top of it. Um, take that, the quarterback coach, the running back coach, the wide receiver coach, the tight end coach, defense, the watch list, the playbook, all of that stuff. Put it all together, and that's going to win you a million dollars. There you go. Right? It's a perfect recipe. Want to thank James Grande as always for uh, for joining us here uh, and helping out and uh, and steering the ship uh, in the right direction with us. Uh, for James, I'm Howard Bender. This has been the DFS NFL podcast on Fantasy Alarm. We'll catch you next time.